I must admit, I didn't think much of this show the first time I laid eyes on it. Seemed like a bunch of stiffs wasting nice the microphones. The of all time happened back in 1803. Go ahead. Napoleon Bonaparte traded the Louisiana Purchase for $3 million. Napoleon, what happened? <laughs> Half the country for $3 million. You can't even get Tucker Barnhart for $3 million. And I came to realize anymore. these guys are funny. And Justin Fields have identical stats the last five weeks about throwing the football. This guy, okay, and folks, is a fidget spinner. some of the best spare. gamblers I've come to know. If you're betting on USC, and or TCU, let it be known, you are a square. TCU is going to hammer this team tomorrow night. And I hate to hear that. Tomorrow when we afternoon. come back in here on Monday, you're going to be happy as a lark because USC lost, but you're going to be wrong about TCU. Get ready for the most useless hour of your day. It's time for Boxed Lunch, presented by Betfred Sportsbook. Now, Casey, run that track. Cancel culture. Yep, cancel <laughs> culture. We got a little, we got a little dice. Yeah, me, me and me and Trace were actually having a, a deep conversation before I walked in the, the office. We were this close, this close to figuring out America's problem. Oh, really? America's b- biggest problems. So we got to we got to put a bookmark in that, and we'll get it going again. Guys, how are you? Paul Fritchner, Casey McAllister, Box Lunch presented by Betfred Sportsbook. There we said everything. Guys, how you doing? I think we're good. Yeah, we're yeah. doing all right. Are we going to the Reds game? Businessman special? Are we businessmen? No. 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 But we are special. We are special. We'd have to to wrap up the show at 12. No, we've got meetings for Chatterbox Idol. I've got a meeting here in a little bit. Oh, we do? More of them. How many more do we have today? A couple more. People are trying to cancel me. PB was talking about my hair, and I do need a haircut. It's not good, and I I need to shave a little bit. It's, it's, It's rough. Rough here on this Wednesday, beloved Wednesday. We got the sun shining though, so it's good. But uh, the Reds going for the sweep against the Texas Rangers. I got to tell you guys, I don't know about you guys as as actual Reds fans, but I'm happy for the Reds because, man, we talked all off season. They just got to make it to Memorial Day. They got to make it to Memorial Day. They got to make it to the summer where they're still relevant. You're still tuning in the games, still talking about them, and we're dangerously close to writing off the Reds entirely after that sweep against the Buccos this past weekend. Morale was low, but went in back-to-back games against the second-best team in the American League. was like an AED to the chest. Just sent some shockwaves in there. Got a little blood pumping. You win today. You get the sweep. Get the brooms out. You go into the weekend against the A's and I don't know if you guys have seen the Oakland Athletics, but their run differential is minus 104. Minus 104, more than double the next worst team. They are terrible. So you go to Oakland, get a chance to win another series, and then you go back at it. But I'll tell you what, guys. 
I don't know about you, but the Reds desperately needed to get these two wins. Did it feel like it was an AED to the chest? Did it feel like morale was just so, so low after losing, getting swept by the, the Pittsburgh Pirates, that you just needed to get these two wins, to just get a little bit more live livelihood from, from Reds fans? Last night was a feeling like after the first Rays game where they beat the Rays and very decisively beat the Rays in game one of that series and then came back in games two and three and got their doors blown off. Mm -hmm. And you're thinking, all right, they caught lightning in a bottle. They rallied. Everything was cool. Game one. Last night they're losing 6 nothing, and you're thinking, uh-oh. Here goes the Rays story. series. This is just we're beating our head against the door. We're doing the same thing again. No, no, no. Rangers bullpen, maybe they do this again. Sure enough, they did. So, yeah, I thought last night was, again, it's just a good little indication of what this team is doing right now that at least they're showing some fight. They're not – they could have very easily rolled over last night when it was 6 nothing. Yeah, I, I was just going to say it was a little bit of a – it was like, you know, you, you heard the just the tiny little beep on the monitor, right? Right. Beep. Beep. Yep. They went tonight. Uh, the, the, the body's dancing. I mean, you know, the whole fan base is going to be uh, elated. Um, 10 and 15, you just swept the Rangers. Elated. 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 Yeah. I mean, you got a really favorable matchup coming up. Yeah, I, I would say that that would be a, a, a life support. It wouldn't be needed. I'll just put it like that. Casey, let me ask you. So this is your first season really following baseball. We've made much to do about that. What has it been like your first month following the Reds day by day, game by game? What has, I mean, does it get the blood pumping? Does it, are, are, are you in? Are you out? What's it like rooting for the Cincinnati Reds really for the first time in your life? Um, You know, it's, it's interesting. I... Like I said, I have very little patience in sports, professional sports at that for mediocrity. Mm -hmm. And it's gotten, it's something I had to get used to, right? Because I only see one game in football once a week, more than likely. And they either play good or they play bad. And you have the whole week to, to talk about it, flesh out your, your thoughts and watch film on it. With baseball, it's, you know, you go through stretches of poor play, and then you go through stretches of good play, and then it's like, you know, you got to temper, you got to, like, cut your emotions in half almost when you watch baseball. Because you, you can't just be, like, all over them for the Pirates series, right, and be like, oh, this team is just god-awful, and then turn around this series and be like, all right, we're good, we're, we're in a good spot, you know? It, you got to... I'm still finding that happy medium. Well, that's part that's part of the charm of being a baseball fan is you can make just drastic overreactions to every game. There's 162 of them, but you can just treat everyone like it's game 7 of the World Series like, "Man, we are terrible. We're losing 8 to 2. This team stinks." Then you come back and win tomorrow like, "I think we might win the World Series." I don't know. <laughs> don't let us win the next couple. Don't let us get on a roll. Don't let us sneak into the wild card. That's what's fun about being a baseball fan is the games are they mean something, but they don't mean a lot. So you don't really have any idea on how to react day to day, game to game. It, it, it really is a mystery. It, it, it truly is. If we were smart about today, we could have easily gotten the businessman special, gone to the game at 1240, 
Got tickets, sit there, see if the Reds sweep. Bided our time sometime around downtown and then got FCC tickets because they played a night for like $10 in the U.S. Open. Isn't that that just meaning like just that that friendly? Well, yeah, but that was how the that was how FCC basically became FCC was when they made that run in 26, 2017, whatever it was. 2016, I believe. 16? Eh, 2017. Uh, whatever year it was. Yeah. When they played Columbus and they played at Nippert yeah. and that was that whole deal. That was all the U.S. Open Cup. And now they're the team in the MLS that – Or was that the Gold Cup? I think it was the U.S. Open. It was the U.S. Open because I went to a game, only FCC game I've ever been to. Made me gain an appreciation for the sport. It was a lot sure. of fun. Packed house there at Nippert Stadium. I think it was sold out. Oh, Bailey yeah. was rocking. Did you guys go to any of those games in the U.S.? Casey, was that was that pre-Alex? Was that pre-your your, your soccer fandom? Um, let's see, 2016. 2017. 2017. We've been together for five years, so it was very close. 2017 is very close to that that window. I think we started dating in 2018, so it's probably pre-Alex, but I went, I've been to a lot of Nippert games okay. for, for FC. Been to uh, a lot of... TQL games, in fact, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I've I've seen the progression of this this team. Um, I'm not sure like when it was though. I I, I don't think I was with Alex though at, mm. at that time. Brian B dropped in some some news. Graham Ashcraft's grandma passed away on Monday. Do we throw them? Do we throw the house on the Reds today? That's what I'm wondering. I'm sitting here thinking the, the same thing. Sentimental sentimental bet. What's what are they on Bet Fred right now? It's a pick 'em. It's literally a 110, 110. Yeah. At least, what, what, what's Graham Ashcraft on? Parlay uh, that with Graham Ashcraft over 12 and a half strikeouts. Under five hits. <laughs> under five hits. I love it. I love what it. Is, what is Graham Ashcraft's prop right now? What are, what are his props? His is, strikeouts is five and a half, plus 115. Let's build a little parlay plus here in real time. I mean, I like that. Will he will he throw six innings? Because his over or under outs is that he goes five and two thirds. Under two and a half earned runs. Over seventeen and a half outs recorded because he's throwing a complete game. Over five and a half strikeouts. Parlay plus. What do we get? This is sponsored by Betfred Sportsbook. This is why we do it live. Uh. Oh, it's my computer doesn't think I'm in the state of Ohio. Well, okay. I don't know. I'm gonna have to figure this out. <laughs> my computer doesn't know where I am. We'll get that to you. Either way, hammer it because it's a guaranteed lock. Guaranteed lock. So we talked about the sweep. We talked about the Reds, who are nine and fifteen. Um, I don't know if you've seen what's going on in the NL Central, but there are two equally teams that are playing way. Above expectations and below expectations. And as guys, you guys have, you know, covered the Reds. You've seen what the Pirates are doing. The Pirates are currently the best record, tied for the best record in the National League with the Atlanta Braves. They're 16-8. and eight. And then the Cardinals, who were preseason favorites in the NL Central, were one of the teams favorited to win the National League, are 9-15, and 15, the exact same record as the Cincinnati Reds. So the question that I was wondering in my head, I'm going to ask you guys this question. What is more likely to hold up? 
what is more likely to at the end of the year in September, you're looking back and be like, Oh yeah, that, that April thing wasn't just a fluke. Is it that the Cardinals are, are really bad that the Cardinals win 70 games go 70 and 90 or that the pirates actually push for a wild card. So what is more likely to hold up to you guys that the pirates push for a wild card, push for a playoff spot or that the Cardinals are one of the worst teams in the national league. Ooh. Cause neither seem likely to happen. So it's funny. My, one of my best friends from high school, he's been texting me the last couple of days. He's a huge pirates fan. And he's been texting me the last couple of days, and it's just Paul question mark Pirates question mark Good question mark. <laughs> I've gotten that same text I think three days in a row, something like that. I'm going. I don't know. They're playing well because they're playing well. They keep winning. They got a lot of juju. It's hard to keep juju for 160. That's what I'm saying though. That's what I told him. I said, let's check back in at Memorial Day. Let's temper things like Casey just talked about. Let's temper expectations. Check back in with me Take after it down. you. Yeah, let's let's grill some hamburgers on Memorial Day. Check back in. You send this same text, then we'll we'll see what the pirates are doing then. Because it, it it really doesn't seem likely that either one of those things happen. Pirates it's, have also played an easy schedule last two weeks. For what that's worth, last yeah. week. Call the Reds easy. Yeah. Yes. Well, they're in Dodger. They're in L.A. right now. Yes. Yeah, so so did they win last night? Did they beat the Dodgers? Last they night? did not. They oh, okay. they blew a lead. Yeah, they lost 9-8, didn't they? Yep, they blew a lead. Yeah. Yeah, they did They did play against the Cardinals, Rockies, and Reds. So, yeah, that's an easy schedule. They have not won a – they lost a series against the Astros. In short, neither are probably going to happen. It, it seems unfathomable that the Cardinals are going to be looking up 20 games under 500 in September. And it seems unfathomable that the Pirates are doing the exact same the opposite. Or they're 90 and 70 and fighting for a wild card spot. But if you had to have me guess, which is more likely to hold up out of those two outcomes, I don't know. I think it might be the Pirates. And maybe that's just because beating my brain in, similar to the Steelers did being a Bengals fan, the Cardinals being a Cubs fan, being here in Cincinnati. So obviously my dad's team, all my friends' team is just getting beat by the Cardinals all the time. The Cubs get beat by the Cardinals all the time, have just beat in my brain that the Cardinals are just always going to be good. That the Cardinals could throw nine players that have never played baseball out there and could go 81 and 81. Maybe it's just beating in my brain that the Cardinals will always be good. But it just doesn't seem even remotely possible that a team with two future Hall of Famers like Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado still in their prime are going to be bad at the end of the season. I went on to Twitter real quick just to do one little little check. Second tweet at the top of the timelines from Ben Verlander. Cutch homers, 7-2 Pirates over the Dodgers. How about those Buckos? The Buckos. That was from last night, 16 hours ago, before things fell apart for the Pirates. Ah, uh, man, they did. They Shows did. up on my For You page in timely fashion. Thanks, Elon. Do we like Do we like Ben Verlander? I don't really have a strong opinion on him either way. Do you not? I do not like Ben Verlander. Oh, why not? He has hitched his wagon to the back of Shohei Otani. For some reason, he's like... <laughs> he, had, he did this thing where he went over to Japan. And I guess Ben had been on Shohei Otani's train long before even Otani made it to the U.S. 
And then when Otani had some struggles there at the beginning of his career, couldn't pitch because he was hurt. And, you know, in 2020, wasn't very good. Ben Verlander just kept pushing it to where now he claims that he goes over to Japan and people are like, Ben Verlander, you're on Otani's back. It's like, all right, I, I ain't buying that. I'm buying that Justin Verlander's little brother is showing up in Japan and people recognize him just because he is supporting Shohei Otani. He just kind of rubs me the wrong way. Seems like an okay guy. Just kind of rubs me the wrong way. I just see him on Twitter. I don't, don't, really, uh, don't really have an opinion. Casey, your thoughts on Ben Verlander. <laughs> Paul. Yes. So the, the Cubs, they, they fly the W. Do you know what the Pirates fly? Do you know what they do when they win a game? Raise the Jolly Roger. Raise the Jolly Roger. That's right. Casey, you a Buckos? You, you, you like the Pirates? You ever seen them fly, fly the Jolly Roger? Uh, no, I have not. Um, <laughs> I have a weird question because I always thought the Pirates were bad. They were like the Cleveland Browns of the Central. Were they not? Um, that's how they are perceived, even though in the past 10 years they have been just as bad or equal to the Cincinnati Reds. But go on. I'm, I'm just spitting facts. They've been to the postseason the but, same amount of times, had the same number of winning seasons. At least for Reds fans, that's who they compare the, the so Pirates to. They've so got to beat down on somebody. So I'm asking the chat, do I need to – do the Pirates stink? Oh, we doing that? Hey, I'm all aboard that train. If you want to do that, I'll ride that train with you. Pirates just stink. All right, I'm cool with that. You know who the Pirates are? So if you want to liken it to the AFC North, the, the NL Central, the Pirates are – the rave and, and i'm not saying how good they are i'm just saying Bengals fans devote so much time and energy hating on the steelers and hating on the browns that the ravens are just kind of forgotten sometimes they're just kind of like the fourth team in the division to to Bengals fans except for you casey because we know how much you hate the ravens the pirates you know the the reds have the cardinals who are always good so they're the steelers you're just always hating them because they're always good and then the Cubs feel like like the Browns in the essence of when you go to a game at Great American Ballpark and the Cubs are in town, there's so many Cubs fans there. It's the exact same scenario when the Browns come to town for the Bengals. You're just having to deal with those fans all the time. So the Brewers are just whatever. I know there's five teams in the NL Central. Who even cares about the Brewers? The Pirates feel like the Ravens at times. And maybe that's not like the right the, the pirates 100 100 million dollar contract they signed yesterday to Brian Reynolds they are now three teams that have not done a 100 million dollar contract the reds have so they're not one of those three teams i think it's the white Sox, the athletics and the royals so while we're on the topic you know parlaying the bengal's to the reds i've got to ask you guys a question which is the next thing on the j bar and i want the, the chat to answer this what happens first? The Bengals have a losing season or the Reds have a winning season. Ooh. Ooh. What is more likely to happen, guys? Starting like right now, right? Yeah, like yeah, at this right moment. At this moment. Oh, man, that's a good question. I'm going to say that the Reds having a winning season is more likely to happen first because I think the Bengals will win enough games in the AFC North over the next few years to pad themselves to not go under 500. But it is so much more fickle in football where Joe Burrow gets hurt. Right. You're immediately under 500. Immediately. So 
But I, I, I still think the Reds would go over 500 before the Bengals go under 500. If Joe Burrow's on the field, it seems, with the current state of the Bengals, and, and the NFL is a fickle league, but at the current state of the Bengals, it doesn't seem like they're going to be an under 500 team in the, the near future if Joe Burrow's on the field. Now you're right. If Joe Burrow gets hurt, then no, the gloves are off. You know, Then they win five games under Brandon Allen or whoever is going to be the backup quarterback next year. But the Reds still feel two years away at minimum. Maybe maybe you start trying to compete next year. You sign a veteran and, and see if you can just win some ball games. But it still feels like next year, 2024, the Reds aren't going to be a winning team and the Bengals aren't going to be a losing team. So you're looking at least a 2025 window. Casey, what do you think? You know, I think... I think the Reds will have a winning season before the Bengals have a losing season. I just, when I think of this Bengals team right now, I can't see a future where they go below 500 without injury. And I just don't think, I hate using the injury card. I just don't think Joe Burrow, even with a depleted roster, I mean, we, we were 12-5 and five last year. Could have been thirteen and four if you throw in that Pittsburgh game. Twelve and four. Yeah, they didn't play the game. They didn't yeah, play the twelve games. and four because they didn't play the game. But you know what I mean. I think, or maybe they're eleven and five. I don't know. Or eleven and four. I don't. Know. Yeah. Regardless, I think that Joe Burrow just. It would be if they were to go and have a losing season. It would be like seven and nine, right? It wouldn't be like they're not going to just all of a sudden tank. And I just don't see that happening here, even with them losing talent here in the near future. Just not going to happen. They're going to be probably that 10 and 7 team, that 11 and 6 team. Right now, they have enough talent to be that 13 and 4 team, that 14 and, and 3 team. But I think OJ's 94 Bronco <laughs> makes a, a, a decent point where going 8 and 8, going below 500. Now having that 17th game, you have to win that ninth game. Right. You're not just getting the out at eight wins. You could win. You'd only have to win seven to go under 500. Like before, now you got to win those two extra games to make sure you don't go under 500. But I still think you, you pick up four wins against the AFC North here going forward. At least you're you're looking at four wins. I'd say you could probably pencil in four against the division for the next couple of years, and then you got to find five somewhere else. It's not going to happen this year because they play the AFC South. So they're automatically going to – if that's the case, they're automatically at, like, eight wins. So Nick, Nick Kirby brings up a good question, and I've got an answer. Why are we acting like it's been so long since the Reds have had a winning season? They did so in 2020 and 2021. Well, it's pretty simple, Kerbs. It's because the Reds stink. They have stunk – Last year, they stunk. They stink this year. They'll stink next year. It's going to be a long time. Whatever hope that you have about the Cincinnati Reds, and not just Kirby, not just Trace, all you Reds fans, whatever hope you have, whatever you're holding on to, is quite literally just that. It's hope. It's, it's not tangible. You're not going to be good anytime soon. And I'm sorry that I have to keep coming up here and telling well, you that. So, in, in short, I think it's more likely, to answer the question that I laid out there, I think it's more likely that the Bengals have a losing season before the Reds have a winning season because 
I mean, you can lay out a four-year, five-year plan, and it's going to still have the Reds at the bottom of the NL Central sitting there probably right there with the Pirates. So, I think part of it, too, is the perception of those seasons. Like They, they finished four games. I think it was four games, right? Four, five, six games above 500 in 2021. But they sold everybody away. 2020, they were two games above 500 in a 60-game season. Right, like the percept, the the mental, it, it almost goes back to our argument about like me saying, "Oh, the Bengals." Then you kind of dig into it, and you're like, "Well, the Bengals did make the playoffs nine times." And it's like they have been there. They they just seem like a bad franchise because of how decisions are made. But the, really, they've won a lot of games. They've consistently made the postseason. Then you kind of think back to that 2020 and 2021 season. They had the Cy Young, right? And then it, you Darvish part of it, part of it. Also, I think is hindsight being 2020, where you have this misperceived reality of what happened in 2020 because they didn't score any runs, and so you feel like the season was kind of a failure. And then in 2021, they were good, and they sold everybody away, and the the rest of the season didn't matter. So yes, they did finish above 500, but it just didn't feel like they were on the winning path. If you see what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Listen, the, the Reds. So let's go back 13 years. You know, they, they build up. They have this young farm system, Jay Bruce, Joey Votto, and they have all these young guys coming up. And you, you make it to the postseason 2010, 2012, 2013. And then 2014 doesn't go very well. And then you decide, all right, we're going we're to scrap this thing down. Let's try again. And then it takes so long, right? 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, or I guess 2018 is was the last like really bad year. And then you start building towards something. You know, you're playing competitive baseball. I think it was 2019. I remember going down to Great American Ballpark, the the Reds trying to compete that year, right? They they make that trade with the Dodgers that sees Yasiel Puig come over and, and Matt Kemp. And it looks like they're trying to compete, and they they do. They go get Mike Moustakis. And it just doesn't pan out as well as things could be, right? Because they missed, they missed on Moustakis. Um, the, the young Aristides Aquino, who was a flash in the pan for a week. God, I went down to Great American Ballpark when he hit those three home runs against Kyle <laughs> Hendricks. Talk about something that will just live in your mind forever. I'm, I'm bragging to my friends, just – Wait till, wait till the professor takes you to school, and then Aristides Aquino. We're hearing the guy who who hosts off the bench yell the Punisher three times in a row. Golly, that was absolutely miserable. But it's just been the fact that the Reds have been bad for a decade. I know, I know they competed in 2020, 2021, but it didn't feel like they, it didn't feel sustainable, and it wasn't. It, it turned out that in 2022 they. You know, the shortened season, they finally get the, the schedule presented. They finally come to agreement with the players, and the strike's over, and then they're going to push back the season. And right then and there, the Reds get rid of everybody. And, yeah, they're, they're building up, and they've it seems like they've got some, some young prospects, and we'll see how it pans out. But I think the Reds have just beaten down the Reds fan base long enough. Yeah. Gave them a little bit of hope there for a year or two, and then, then it went down. Oh, well. All right, Paul. Yep. You're a baseball guy. All right. Let's, baseball. Let's guess baseball that player. Yeah. Yeah, baseball guy. Yeah. All right, here's something I want to do. 
right. I've done this with my friends for years. We did this yesterday. They, um, Sean and Sean were trying to stump me. And basically what they would do is they would show me a baseball reference page. They'd show me the entire career, right? The teams, the positions they played, the years they played, awards won, everything. And you're basically going to see this page, no name or anything like that. Okay. And you are going to try and decipher this player. Casey, in the singular, uh, they should be numbered. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm not going to laugh. Yeah, see him right here. Number, it's like when you do the chat power rankings. Yep, yep. I will get right. that pulled up. We got second. five players, and I want uh, this is for the chat. I want you guys to pull this up. I want to see if you guys. I'm not going to look at the chat. I am exceptionally. Ba- you could give me college basketball in this, and I would be bad. Like, I'm not. Okay. This is not a strength. It, gets, of mine. it starts out pretty easy. But it starts off pretty easy. What, All right. Number first. Number one. So we'll oh, pull that, up. Well, that says. Oh, no, not that. It's in the actual singular, not the app. Oh. So apologize. Not the chat power rankings. We'll pull this up. Sorry, I should have got you guys ready for this. Leif Erickson. And the assets. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Let me let me uh Yep. Let me put it in there. We have not made the chat power rankings yet, guys. So don't don't freak out. The chat power rankings will be on Friday. Um we might have a little special special thing for, for tomorrow. We'll get to that in a moment. But um USA veteran, we thank you. For right. uh, coming in, OJ's '94 Bronco has been has been good. All right, All right. Here we go. Paul, who All is right. this player? Uh, I gotta wait. I'm trying to see. Uh, okay, started in Cincinnati, then went to the Met. Oh, this is uh, Jay Bruce, isn't it? This is Jay Bruce. That was okay. an easy one. All right, easy. That one. was an easy one. All right, All one right. for one. All right, one for one. Number two. Yep. Go ahead and do number two. All right. So I try to keep this Reds and national centric. Ooh, okay. Because uh, you're a national. J- Jason Worth. Jason Worth is correct. We're doing it nice there and easy. There we go. See? Two, and not, two for two. You're not good at that. Look at that. He led the league two in, for in two. doubles. Forty-seven back two in two thousand two. All right. All right. Number three. Now this guy. It gets a little gradually harder as it goes along. Okay. All right. Ooh, Minnesota. So he started in Minnesota. Was an early national. Was a very early national. Uh. Look at the, led the league all, in triples three star. times. Oh, is this um? So he's got some speed. Is this Christian Guzman? This is Christian Guzman. Really? Wow. Christian Guzman. Wow. I couldn't remember if he played from Minnesota where he came from. All right. <laughs> what? Nothing. What? Did, am I wrong? No. no oh, I thought no. I was getting him wrong, and it, you were. Where's the next one? Oh, who is this? Who is number four? Who is whose baseball reference page is this? So I've just been bamboozled into Reed Mouse propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he slugged uh, two twenty nine as a sophomore in college. Who is this? Is this Reed Mouse? This is Reed Mouse's baseball reference page. So that's number four. As I mentioned, it was getting a little harder. I had to show okay. that. This is the hardest one. All right. Started in Kansas City. Yep. Then he was all over the place. He only played in Cincinnati for a year, 2005. For 92 games. 92 games in 2005. Didn't win anything. So this is a... Played third base, as you can see on the positions on the far right side. Yeah, nondescript player. Played third base. Career 284 hitter. Yeah. Who played third for the Reds in 2005? Well, then he went to San Diego. Went to San Diego. He split that season. Ended his career with the Pittsburgh Pirates. 
Oh, the man. chat has got it. The chat does. The okay, chat I'm not, has got. I'm not it. looking. I'm not looking. Um, he's a favorite of mine as a non-Reds fan. For some reason, this guy. One season. One season. I told you, it gets a little tougher. Um, can I get a hint? Um, is there any? Hint I could give you help? like a random hint. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it, it's just a random player. Random player. Oh, oh. Uh, what was his first name? I don't even know. I don't remember. I it don't is remember. Joe Randa. I was gonna say Kurt. Joe Randa. No, I would. The walk off home run. Everyone's remembering Joe Randa's walk off home run. So was there yeah. a Kurt Randa? Kurt Randa. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Maybe I'm thinking of. I don't know who I'm thinking of. Joe Randa. Wow. You don't yeah. remember Joe Randa? That was no. When I you don't were, remember that. That, that was, was when you were uh, East Coast elite. Yeah, that was when Nationals fever was sweeping the nation in 2005. That's that was when their they first just season. moved, right? That was their first season. Did you ever go to RFK? Many times. Really? So you could park when when Nationals Park was built in 2008. I think for one year, you could still park at RFK and they would bus you over to Nationals Park. Because people were so upset about moving parks. And then... What? What was RFK used for in the time being? Because that's where the Senators played, right? Well, it was the Redskins Stadium, too. Oh, before FedEx was built? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Redskins played there. And, and then that was built like in the early 2000s, right? FedEx? Yeah, yeah or late, late, late 90s, early 2000s. So yeah. then it was just sitting there. And then for, it just sat there. Well, DC decade. United played there, too. Okay. And then uh, then the Nationals came in 2005. They played there 5, 6, and 7. And then Nationals Park opened in 08. Oh, Bobby. Bobby Kennedy. Yeah, all right. Kurt Rambis, that's who I'm thinking of. Kurt Rambis? That Kurt Ram Rambis, NBA legend. Thank you, AJ Worse. Who do you play for? A guy. That's the name I was thinking of. Uh, I don't remember even who he played for. He played a long time ago. He played uh, – he was out west. Mm. Uh, yeah, the Lakers. Lakers. I'm going to do the same thing next time on Box Lunch with Casey and former football players. So, Casey, mm -hmm. on Friday. Yeah. I'm going to bone up on, on your random Bengals players. I'm just going to show you their football reference page. And you got to okay. see, if, see if you can, you can name them. So that's just a little tease for what we got in, in front of the, the power rankings. You've twisted okay. my brain so badly that when I said Christian Guzman, I thought for sure it was going to pop. It was just going to not be even close to Christian Guzman. Christian Guzman. So I don't – when my friends get together, I don't know if, if other baseball fans do this, but – you just sit around in a circle, having a beer, sitting around a fire, and you just throw out a mid-2000s player, and nothing else is said other than just like, oh, yeah, I remember him, like, just sitting around. And for some reason, the first first player that I always talk about when we do that is Christian Guzman. Remember Christian Guzman? Oh, yeah, Christian Guzman. You remember, remember Todd Jones from the Tigers? Oh, yeah, the mustache. One of the most – it's a game. There's no point to it. You just do it. And it's part of the reason why baseball is – you can get so romantic about it is these just players that just pop up in your memory. Todd Coffey running in from Great American Ballpark. Just different things like that. You see so many players throughout the years. And you just, for some reason, a lot of them make a small impression. Alfredo Simon, Big Pasta. Remember Big Pasta? Willie Mo Pena. Willie Mo – so – he Also a national. So Willie Mo Pena, my birthday party growing up as a kid. Uh-oh was always I would take like eight friends down to Grand American Ballpark. 
And I go down there one day, and King Griffey Jr. is hurt. So who's starting out in center field? Willie Mopena. In the beginning of the, I don't, I don't exactly remember when it was, but I just remember him fully diving backwards. Balls hit in like the right center field gap, like below the the, the stacks, and him diving towards the wall to make the catch. And Willie Mopena wasn't known for his glove, not by any stretch of the imagination. I just remember him diving for that catch. He used to hit just monstrous home runs. He was traded for Bronson Arroyo, if I recall. Yeah, I remember watching a monster Willie Mopena home run at Nationals Park. Boy, he could he could swing the bat. So he played at the end of the steroid era, and I remember my brother always talking about like out of behind the steroid guys, the guy with the most pop in the league is Willie Mopena, and he's never never really fully planned out. Yep. All right. So, guys, tomorrow is the NFL draft. I don't know how the NFL has able has been able to market it as, like, an event in sports, but it has fully become, over the past 40 years, 30 years of them doing this, televising it, it has become one of the biggest events in sports throughout the entire year. And I went to it a couple years ago when it was up in Cleveland, and it was an absolutely outstanding thing. So, we are toying around. A couple people brought it up in the chat. We're going to talk after the show about – Possibly doing a little mock draft tomorrow after off the bench. I know you guys have the – we have the thing with uh, Tom on on off the bench that we've already teased. But tomorrow we might be putting together a little mock draft. So stay tuned for that tomorrow. Guys, do you plan anything for the draft? Like, do are you, like, going anywhere to watch it? Are you and, you and your best man, Thomas, getting together? I mean, me and Thomas have actually watched every draft together since – Man, I want to say like, I want to say since maybe Andy Dalton and AJ Green. It's actually I take it really seriously. I was I take the draft serious. I was gonna ask you. So you've been together. Is there one draft that that sticks in your mind above the rest? Um, definitely the one where we missed out on Frank Ragno. Mm. The Lions jumped us. That mm. that's one that sticks out. And the other one. Hmm. I mean, Joe Burrow. I mean, but we already knew that was going to happen. The Jamar one, Chase. Like. The one that always sticks in my mind is the the A.J. Green, Andy Dalton draft. Because you get A.J. Green, and I just remember this is like the first time I ever watched the NFL draft. And, and I'm a Bengals fan, and they're just telling me, you can't miss on it. <laughs> you got you – got, what's his name? Mel Kuyper. Just sitting there, like, you can't, you can't miss. You can't miss. A.J. Green, no flaws whatsoever. And – just talking about him, and then the second round comes around the next day, and they're like, you got Andy Dalton. What a great draft. And everyone was telling us how great of a draft the Bengals had, and it turned out they made the postseason five straight years, so they are absolutely right. For some reason, that will always stay in the memory. But I have not taken it too seriously as as of late. Like, Who was the first guy you mentioned that the, the Lions jumped us on? Uh, Frank Ragnow. That was the year that we uh, drafted Billy Price. Mm. Yeah, that was mm. not a good draft. They just panic-picked Billy Price. Mm-hmm. Oof, that that was a draft that we missed out on a lot of good players too, so that that one hurt. So you guys were talking about odds on Betfred Sportsbook. This is who sponsors the show. Um, you mentioned defensive linemen, and Big League Paul moved the line because that's what he does. He just he moves the needle. I was looking at it. So you can you can bet on odds to odds to win position of the Bengals player first drafted position as he talked about, and one of. The options is running back at plus 1,100. Now, vice versa, you can also bet who gets picked in the 28th slot, which is when the Bengals are projected to 
to pick. And Jameer Gibbs is like the third highest odds at plus 400. Third, I guess, shortest odds at plus 400. Don't bet Jameer Gibbs. If you're going to bet running back, then you just – bit of a discrepancy there is all I'm saying. Because right. yeah. B. John Robinson is, is not going to get taken. He's plus 2,000. The one player that, that surprised me in that uh, bet Fred person who's going to get drafted 20th overall, Hendon Hooker's 50-1. to 1. You can bet on the 28th pick, which is currently the Bengals pick, that Hendon Hooker is going to get taken in the first round. Why? They're saying just in case the Bengals trade it. Oh. Because hmm. it's it's not who the Bengals will pick. It's right. It's who will get drafted 28th overall. Maybe we take running back at plus 1100. Bengals just keep trading back, trading back, trading back, and then they pick a running back with their first pick, but it's in like the fifth round. Hey. <laughs> I'll be, hey, listen, maybe I should take like just a little bit of money on the Bengals selecting a running back just because I will be so mad if they if they do take a running back in the first round. It's a hedge of me losing my mind at the, the thought of getting Jameer Gibbs in the first round or Bijan Robinson. It's not even a possibility in my mind. Well, maybe Bijan, but Jameer, uh, that, that is the video that Tom is talking about where I'll be livid. I'll be upset. We gotta get. We do gotta get clips of you in case they get Jameer Gibbs in the first round. We gotta put Thomas. Thomas, if you're watching the show, make sure you get a make sure you get a clip of this. Thomas is Casey's best man. He makes sure to to quantify Thomas as if we haven't we don't know Thomas as if we haven't met Thomas multiple times. He's like Thomas, my best man. <laughs> I hope that when you talk about us to your family or Thomas, you're like. Paul, my co-producer. Like, like <laughs> I, I hope you signify that, quantify him every time too. Every time, my coworker, Reed Mouse. Yeah, coworker. Now I do do that with Trace. I like anytime I, I talk about Trace outside of work, I go like my boss Trace. Like that's just yeah. how I quantify him, as if people don't don't know who I work for and and yada yada yada. But so if you guys, we always end the show with a bet. So this is how we're gonna end this show. If you had to put money. Pull up that Fred Sportsbooks. I got it. If you had to put money on who the Bengals are going to draft 28th overall, they have a, a slew of names. Who are you going with? Mm. Dalton Kincaid plus 350. Michael Mayer plus 400. Cam Smith plus 350. Jameer Gibbs plus 400. All of that assuming that the Bengals don't trade their 28th pick. Just so Correct. Right. I'm Which, saying, I mean, I'm how often the, the Bengals – trade their first round pick Has, yeah, have yeah. they literally ever done it <laughs> yeah no uh dewan jones is plus a thousand case plus a thousand i like that plus probably not gonna happen i've already i've already uh determined that's not gonna happen in my mind so i don't get disappointed when it happens but i'm looking here i'm kind of surprised like brian brzee at plus 1500 there's a lot of good names on that list that I think have I, some value. Can I take the field? <laughs> is can that I take thing? a name not on this list? No way, it's someone not on that list. What's the high what are the lowest odds? Trenton Simpson, Darnell Wright, and yep. then Hendon Hooker and Osiris Torrance are eighty to one, eighty to one, and fifty to one. The Darnell Wright one seems very very surprising, but I guess they think that he's going to go before he gets to us. Yeah. I don't know. I would – see, when I see stuff like that, 
I like to whatever the highest odds are for a player uh, mm-hmm. on that list. I think it was like Cam Smith at like plus three fifty or mm-hmm. three hundred. Yeah, I'll put a, a unit on that, right? And a unit, go, unis, and then whatever the winnings would be for that, I put uh, you know three units or th- I would cut the unit side or whatever my winnings and what would end up being three units. If you mm-hmm. hit on Cam Smith, I'd put another three units on another three players that I think, you know, could potentially go and right. just kind of like, you, you're not going to win anything if you get the lowest odds player, but you would win a little something if it ended up being the plus 400 or plus 500 or whatever. I know that's probably not the best betting strategy, but it makes you feel like you won your pick, even yeah. though you're not winning as much as you would if you just picked the right guy initially. Mm-hmm. But I'm... Paul, you got You got. You're gonna lay some money on on any of these picks, and I'm gonna close the show after right before Wheel of Lunch. Guys, I just sent you. A, I'm currently sending you a video. Mayor at plus four hundred. You want Dewan Jones plus a thousand? One of those two. I'm gonna put money on uh, Dewan Jones. I'm trying to send you guys a, a clip on YouTube so we can send it through Twitter. Yeah, that's what our send the link through not, Twitter. Not on Twitter, but it's there. It is currently sent. You guys didn't do a cherry on top, so I gotta gotta get this video up. This is uh, should have just gotten to you guys. Yeah. So my uh, my little nephew Dean sent this video to me, or my I guess my sister-in-law sent this video of my nephew Dean who's playing baseball, and it is just the cutest video in the world. If you guys can somehow figure out a way to, to pull this up on our on our feed, but guys, um, we'll have chat power rankings on Friday. We're gonna test some other things out. Some other. Uh, I don't know if we can do this, Reed. You might have to tweet it out. Oh, gosh. So we can get a link and then just delete it immediately. I got something better. Okay. Go ahead and do Wheel of Lunch. And we'll have this Wheel of Lunch. Throw Sonic up there. Well, Sonic is up there. I've I've got a full board, but uh, it's... uh, Do we want to put anything extra or take anything off? Oh. What is... Oh, Firehouse. Uh, it, um, no, that looks like a solid list. We good? That looks like a solid list. All right. Here we go. Ah, player formerly known as Mouse Cop clearly wants us to get Sonic once again. We will go to Sonic today if it... If it wins, we will go to Sonic. That's what we always do. We always go to whatever it lands on at the end. Playing with fire, Casey. Panda, see ya. Man. Third time's a charm, though. Went to Panda last night to drop off furniture that I sold. Oh. Parking lot deal? Was a parking lot deal to someone who worked at Panda. Uh oh. Man, the list is getting kind of... The list is getting thin. Oh, no. List is getting real thin. Hey, Jolly's is on there. Don't don't discount Jolly Jolly. 
Oh. Oh, no. We'll try no, again on Friday, oh, Mouse no. Cop. No Sonic. No Sonic. Mouse Cop, we're never going to Sonic. It will never hit on this wheel. I don't know what I said that made everyone so mad there. They're all fired up. Is this Canes or Jollies? <laughs> Canes, oh no. Burger so King or Jollies? Jollies Baby. or Burger King. Here we go. Whatever it lands on. Give me Jollies, give me Jollies. We're going to BK. Golly. BK. A Whopper's underrated. A Whopper's underrated. You rule. All right. Yep, I couldn't get the video to. I was trying to get it to singular. We can do it by Friday. Yeah, we'll do it by Friday. It's a cute video. Youth-based. Kids are so cute. It's evergreen. It's evergreen. Guys, thank you. For worst fast food in the game? Burger King? It is not the worst fast food. That's a Ross take. That's a terrible take. It's just a kid from Ross. Yeah. The yeah. Oh. I mean, what can you expect? That's why he's not in the power rankings. Oh. <laughs> Those are some fighting words. Guys, this has been Box Lunch. We'll be back maybe tomorrow. Definitely Friday. Regardless, we are presented by Betfred Sportsbook. We always have a blast. This is the chat show. I know I tease you guys a lot of the times, but it's all out of good. comes from a good place. Just a reminder that the Reds stink and will always stink. I'll see you. See you later. Enjoy the Reds win.